good clap. We've got the clap. We've got. We have what? We've got the clap. We've got, got the, the clap. clap. We've, We've got, got the, the clap. clap. We've got the clap. Whether it's Chainsaw Man, retro futurism, imaginary maps, or cyclists with cameras. There's a sub for that. Welcome to the front podcast of the internet. He's your host, Scotty McCotty. What a wonderful body. <laughs> and that's your other host, Willie, the breakfast of champions, Matson. <laughs> We're a show all about Reddit. Covering all the ups and down votes in about 30 minutes. If you like the show, you can find more of us on TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram. Or returning to the land of Westeros. I don't even know. Is that the... Welcome to another episode. We are joined by our guest today. Hmm. Our guest... Huh? Oh no! There's there looks like their video and audio is not working for the second week in a row. So I have a question for you, Willie. Oh yes, I love. Do you enjoy? Do you like a spicy pickles? Really? Little baby ones? Cornichons? Cornichons? If they're spicy, Mm, delicious. Gazuntite. Do you like beer? Yes. All right. Have you seen this belly, man? Come on. I, all, however many inches, according to the jeans manufacturer that you chose to wear today. (laughs) Well, I've got a little quiz for you. I'm going to see how much you really like beer. As we've discussed in past episodes, feel free to meander your way down the rabbit hole. If there is a test, the only way I'm going to find myself passing, if there is a shoulder that I can look over... So I promise, hands to God, I, I won't cheat. I won't Google it. I promise. You've passed Maybe. a lot of tests, right? AB positive. All those ones at the doctor's office? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> this week in Cool Guides, there is a photo, a graphic of the best beer and potato chip pairings. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to throw some beers at you. And you have to give me their best potato chip pairings. Oh, I have so many. I have so many very opinionated opinions about chips. I'm going to start with some easy ones okay, here. Please. All right. So there's a wrong answer to this or my I mean, answer is only, the right answer to me. There's only one answer according to this. That's what we're going to go off. And of. we'll see how many points you have. All right. The first beer is Porter. What chips go best with a Porter? Ooh, it's a dark, it's a dark, rich Heavy beer. Mm-hmm. I don't know what else is coming on this list, but I want to say salt and vinegar. Salt and vinegar chips are not even on this entire. Oh, no, yep. No, they're not even on this entire sheet. What? That is incorrect. Blasphemy. The correct no, don't you dare tell me not until we're done. Think about it. Think about it, though. The correct pairing is barbecue chips. I feel like that's too rich. I get what they're going for, but too rich yeah. for me. It's too dense you need to lighten it up a little bit all right here's your uh i think you've told me this is your second favorite type of beer what goes best with a grapefruit ipa (laughs) 
<laughs> Neither of those words I enjoy. <laughs> uh, Just take a stab at it. Oh, man. Going from easy to hard mode. <laughs> Grapefruit IPA? That's so... Oh, that's such a good... I can't even say that I've had any of these beers reliably in the past decade. So, I mean, your guess is literally as good as mine if I were to go through this. So, like a, like a, a grapefruit... I hope you guys are playing along at home. A grapefruit IPA is going to be bitter, light, but bitter. Because grapefruit's bitter. Yeah. IPAs can be sweet. bitter. Okay. All right. So, the chip needs to complement that. And if it's anything like porter and whatever... They're going to go with something a little light, a kettle chip, just like a solid kettle chip. Any flavor of kettle chip? Does it need flavor? Like, I wonder what these freaking weirdos are going to pick. <laughs> well, take a guess. If you just say plain, say plain. Plain. Okay. Incorrect. It is a jalapeno chip. Oh, okay, fine. I was thinking spicy, but then I wouldn't have put it with bitter. It's fine. All right, this this is an easy one. Might be the last one because seriously, Willie apparently doesn't know beer as well as the people at Cool Guides do. Uh, how about just a regular lager? What chips go best with a lager? I want to say regular, but now I don't want to do it. I I need I need to go with something fancy like a cool like a like a dill like a dill a dill yeah dill final answer dill, dill is on the list, but. Actually, uh, just a regular unsalted chip goes best with a lager. No, it's, it's boring and boring. Cool guides, <laughs> you suck. Why would you boring up the... Oh, I'm just going to get a regular beer. I'm going to get a Coors Light. So what is right. what goes well with cool, Coors Light? Fucking, you are uh, the back of a fucking Ford F-150 <laughs> and a piece of you're, trash. You're over three, so I'm going to give you a chance to win the whole kit and caboodle. I'm going to go backwards. I'm going to say what chip or what beer pairs best with salt and pepper chips oh that sounds delicious salt and pepper chips mm. a sour no that's a terrible idea Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> like i said i have no idea what that beer tastes like but uh, that's the only one i'm going with i'm going with a, a sour uh you uh, I, I don't know it it says a pale ale Yep. Okay. Yep. That makes sense. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, you're starting off the show on an L, Willie, but I'm going to post this and maybe everybody can agree or disagree and tell us in the comments. I don't know about you, but I felt like I was the butt of jokes growing up. Clearly, it, that it a, hasn't gone away. Were you a dump truck at least? No. <laughs> I just made sounds when I backed up. Right. <laughs> uh, but this week in the subreddit, me IRL, there's a post and somebody says, yesterday I asked my 12 year old son what other kids at school think about him having two dads. Oh. Now, before I go into his response, Scott, let's say you heard somebody had two dads in high school, middle school. What would your response have been? 12 years old. Uh, okay, so thinking back to middle school, super Catholic at the time, didn't really understand human sexuality at all, barely understood <laughs> the opposite sex. I probably would have been really confused and Fair. giggled about it a lot. Maybe 
tease them behind their back. High school me, let's see here, I was surrounded by a lot more people who were what we would call today gender fluid. Sure. And I was definitely more accepting of it. I probably just wouldn't have really cared, if I'm being honest. I, I wouldn't have thought much about it. Um, I am the I same still, way. I was still pretty Catholic at the time. Like, I, I wasn't really enforcing, like, I wasn't hardcore. You took the good parts, the, like, treat people with respect and kindness and be a good human being. Right. Right. And I, and I definitely questioned, like, wait, we really think the world was created in seven days? Huh. Okay. That's where the cracks in the foundation started. mm, mm, mm -hmm. (laughs) I was always told it's a metaphor. Don't think about it too hard. (laughs) In church. Anyways. Yay. If I wanted to make a joke, now understand this is a joke. This is for humor. I probably would have said, so cool. You have two parents that are going to neglect you at your most recent baseball game. (laughs) I grew up watching the movie Hook. Robin Williams was never on time to the baseball game. That's why they made an entire movie about it is really an analogy for parents that just work too hard and didn't want to show up for their kids. I never, I never aligned with that. Cause I was like, my dad's always there. Yes. Yeah, so was my understand privileged. Yes. But this gentleman says his response is that they don't care, but they don't like that. I'm immune to yo mama jokes. Oh, the ultimate superpower in school. Oh, but boy, can you not get away from a Gen Z? Because this person in the comments responds and says, Yo mama's so ugly, your dad had to get a husband. (laughs) Damn. Went for the head. Mm -hmm. Sheesh. Oh boy, Willie, for my story of the week, this might be huge for us, number one, but for all men everywhere. Ooh, all men? You think this has nothing to do with they's, them's, she's, and hers? I am for equality, so yes, Mm -hmm. I'm just going to throw everybody, you're right, but it's targeted specifically at us. You'll understand when I explain. Target, a Minnesota brand. This week... Lost ninety percent of their profits. <laughs> One official sponsor. <laughs> they're really, they're really taking they their sponsorship <laughs> down to a new low. <laughs> you can, uh, we can afford you now. <laughs> <laughs> but this week in Futurology, a ninety-nine percent effective birth control pill for men could start human trials this year. I read that title earlier this week. Mm-hmm. And I had. Did you see in, where it was from? No, it was from our favorite uh, website, OnlyFans. Jizmodo, close. <laughs> <laughs> I read that, yeah. and I had a slight existential crisis. It's it's super cool, but there's also a little local tie. Hmm. Yeah, scientists are still racing to create the first male contraceptive that isn't a condom or surgery. In new preliminary research, a team says they developed a non-hormonal form of male birth control, one that kept lab mice sterile for four to six weeks with seemingly no side effects. Of course, they're going to read all the ones really fast at the very end. But the proposed contraceptive... (laughs) Never loving your mother again. 
puking at the sign of birds. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) The proposed contraceptive is a product of the researchers at the University of Minnesota. Go Gophers! I really struggled this week. I read it and thought to myself, is this something I would do? Or do I not want something that affects my body? Do I not want something that could have adverse side effects like weight gain or moodiness? And as I started going down the list of potential what ifs, uh-huh. I was like, I know oh, where this God. is going. Oh, no. I put my partner through this all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I've put every one of my partners since high school through this. And I'm like, I- I'm a terrible person. You are. No, no. I agree. I, but I think everybody thinks this, <laughs> you thought the exact same way, didn't you? Well, no, I I think this is the best thing possible because we all know in terms of the uh, ones and zeros when it comes to males versus females, mm-hmm. not excluding anybody, just laying it out there easy enough for everybody to understand P's that and V's. Men, men are the weaker sex. <laughs> like you get a cold. You're you're wrapped up in your blankets. You're whining that uh, somebody, please, mommy, please bring me, mommy, please bring me chicken noodle soup, mommy. <laughs> <laughs> it it's very true. I I've had a tummy problem this mm. entire last week. That's I, a real medical term, by the way. I went. I hacked, remember when we you took me to the hospital? Yes. for that gallbladder thing. The doctor was like, oh, you have a little pain in your tummy. And I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Bring me a real goddamn doctor. (laughs) My problem is that I had just like terrible stomach cramps. And sometimes it was from not eating anything. It just happened. But there was one day I'm leaving the gym. I call my partner on the phone. I'm just going, I'm going real close to work. And I chug my protein powder. It's It's chocolate protein powder. And my immediate reaction, immediate, was my white seats, my white faux leather seats are about to be chocolatey brown because this is about to vacate through my mouth. I rolled down all the windows and then I was like, I'm trying to be as cool, calm, collected as I can, Scott. And I was like, hey, so I'm really going to, I got to focus for work. Okay. I'm going to call you later. Okay. Bye. And I hang up the phone and I'm like, don't barf, don't barf, don't barf, don't barf, don't barf. It took Don't do it. Don't. Don't. It was a master class, a straight up master class in a will to survive a car ride and not throw up. <laughs> Jaw clench, mouth dripping. Yeah, I I was mm-hmm. green. I was so oh, I was Shrek. Ah, uh, well, thank you for that imagery. You're welcome. Um, and your honesty. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this, just to wrap it up, Willie. They released this. There's no side effects. You know, other than thinking that birds actually aren't real, do you take this pill? I think I would have a moral obligation to do it. Okay. That's good. I, I'm on the same page. I think if the science is there, there's nothing wrong. But, listeners, what do you think? Is this something you're interested in? Is this something you absolutely hate? Let us know. There's at on our socials or on our email. Yeah. Scott, this week, my top post, talking about just the tip. Talking about you, talking about me, talking about uh, that song and how it goes. Have you ever noticed when you go out to eat, things just seem to be getting a little bit more expensive? Talking to the wrong dude. Okay. Well, (laughs) from r slash Canada, the post says, Tipflation has some restaurants 
asking for upwards of 30% in tips. The suggested gratuity on some point-of-sale terminals keeps trending upwards. Wait, wait, wait. People are tipping more? Restaurants are asking for more. Oh, okay. Interesting. Always bitching, the top commenter, says, (laughs) I walk into a beer vendor. I grab a case of beer. I walk to the counter. The person hands me the credit card machine, and then it shows me tip options. For what? Pulling the trigger to scan the barcode? Taking my payment? It seems to have gotten out of hand. Right, right. I I think I've noticed that with a lot of uh, those smaller, more um, traditional POS systems. Mm -hmm. They automatically suggest gratuity despite the the transaction that it's occurring. How often are you to hit that button? Do you ever do you feel bad going down to the bottom? It shames me is how I feel. Mm-hmm. Anytime uh, I'm in a situation now, like there's a whole episode we could probably do on how to pay workers, uh, how to do tip culture. But, you know, our friends that listen over in other countries don't have tips or gratuity. They just have it built into the f- to the price of the food or service. Mm-hmm. And every time they come over here and visit America uh, after buying their bulletproof vest, they say that it's the weirdest thing <laughs> they have to do. <laughs> I'm laughing through the pain. <laughs> it's interesting. You and I went to London years ago. This is six, seven years ago. And sure. yeah. while we were there, I remember seeing receipts that said, travelers, there's no need to tip. We pay our employees a living wage. Right. That was cool. It it felt weird that we weren't just going to give people more money, but we've never known anything different in our time here on this planet in the United States. The tip culture has always been something that I've been accustomed to, thanks mm-hmm. to growing up with several friends who were waiters at restaurants and baristas. So I always worked at a place where it didn't require tips. Same. And if, if we put out a tip jar as like a joke... Just, But we didn't necessarily need to get any sort of tips. Yeah, it's interesting. All, Lego Castle 77 says something that I think you would agree with. It says, tipping culture is out of control. The amount being suggested keeps going up, and people are being asked to tip ba- for basic services that have never been required to be tipped for. The worst thing about tipping is that it's completely arbitrary. I'm supposed to tip my server, and now I'm even supposed to tip the kid at a subway yet if i go to buy a pair of shoes i'm certainly not tipping the salesman who by all measures is providing me just as much service i i don't tip a store clerk when i ask for assistance but now i'm expected to tip 25 percent for counter service it seems like it's getting Mm -hmm. to be a bit much and this is definitely a result of stagnation of wages and prices of goods and services going up Mm mm-hmm We see it a lot everywhere. This doesn't make me want to tip more. If anything, it makes me want to boycott that place because I know they're not taking care of their employees. Mm -hmm. And it's my business is going to be taken to a place that actually cares about human beings and doesn't force the customer to say like, oh, well, you take care of my employees. (laughs) That's that's not how it works. (sighs) Mini rant. (laughs) If you can't afford pay your employees you can't afford to have business a hundred percent agree plenty of people 
who listen to the show would probably disagree, but I think you would be naive to believe that somebody that's in a job like that, say working at a subway, not to disparage subway, but if they're making less than a livable wage and they require tips to survive, you can't assume that that person can just get up and leave. That's not always the case mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter. I firmly believe this is a stance that my dad and I have argued on that it doesn't matter what the job is working for fast food, working in a high end nine to five job. I don't think that one is better than the other. And one is for a kid and one is for an adult. They should all be livable. You're absolutely right. If I see more of this tip stuff, it's probably going to have me pause and think like, okay, should I talk to the person at the counter? Be like, Hey, what's this all about? Like, how do you feel about it? Maybe engage a little bit more and find out some more uh, kind of boots on the ground facts. And then uh, we can do a follow-up on a future day. Hey, Scott. Heads or tails? Uh-oh. The streak is on the line. For this week's... It's sometimes good. It's sometimes not. It's time for ups and down votes with Willie and Scott. Call it. Butts up. Tails. I'm so <laughs> pissed off at this game. Oh my goodness! I, I'm I swear to you. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. And, okay, I I just, just I want to let you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I bought a lottery ticket today. I'm feeling it. You're financing the show it. from now on. <laughs> if I win, yes, I will pay for the show. We will have our own studio and everything. But I'm on an unprecedented streak here. I, okay, That's here, five. 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 Here's the deal. Let's make a rule. I'm going to make you a mm-hmm, rule mm-hmm. just because I I feel for you. My heart goes out to you. If I get to 10, you get to have one. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That's that's so kind of you, sir. Yes. You're Thank welcome. you for being so humble. Can <laughs> you spare you me some change? Yeah, this one. <laughs> you know what? Tip culture is out of control, Willie. I will not. <laughs> Fine. If you win 11 in a row, I get one. (laughs) Got to account for inflation. Then I'm going to start. All right. So you shot your your little whore Yeah, go ahead. You can have the one. But uh, you're doing the downvote again. Well, sorry. Not sorry. (laughs) We're already talking about food and the cost of food going up. This week on the subreddit White People Twitter, there is a post that says the wealthiest country in the world starves its own children and it is my downvote and i promise you you're going to agree with this it's ridiculous we covered this last week and this is a bit of a follow-up it says tonight i went to my son's open house the cafeteria went over lunch and breakfast food costs for one child to eat breakfast and lunch daily a family needs to pay 140 dollars a month i saw the look of panic in many parents eyes who didn't realize that the free lunch program had ended. It's time for universal free at-school lunches. Yeah, this is something we should continue to harp on, to spread. I know we don't have a huge audience, but uh, more people should be talking about it. It should be more local things. You know, like everybody should be fighting for this. We can't expect to have a great nation a great country, a great future, if we 
starve ourselves at the most developmental stage in our life. Think about that. Everybody, you're fighting for the same thing. Agreed. If you want to be the best country in the world, if you want to make America great again, you got to start by feeding the kids. Make sure that they can eat and then you know then you could start recruiting them <laughs> to to your political parties, but they got to eat first. They got to get there. You're not just starving out leftists and and you know people that don't agree with you. You're killing yourselves. Yes. And that's it. Period. <laughs> <laughs> you fuckers suck. Not you fuckers. <laughs> Thank you for listening. I appreciate it. All right. Well, my upvote of the week is from World News. And this is also a pretty good one. Vietnam now says homosexuality is not a disease in a win for gay rights. The top comment, Willie. Damn it. Now I can't call in gay for work. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if ever a comment like that has been used in the past. Like, go back to the 60s. I'm glad you asked. uh Uh-oh. I'm glad you asked. Because the person that responded to that comment uh, said a fun bit of history. When homosexuality was classified as a mental illness in Sweden back in 1979... Many Swedes called in sick to work, telling their bosses that they felt gay. In addition to some (laughs) supreme trolling, this also gave employees protected time off to attend protests and sit-ins for days, and their bosses could not legally fire them, since being gay was an illness and employers could not fire somebody for being sick. How quickly did that law change? Well, somebody corrected them immediately afterwards and said... That's not actually true. Oh, okay. What well, really happened? Way to go internet. Yeah, yeah. What really happened was thirty to forty people decided to do that, and well, the board of health and welfare decided to change the definition so that it was no longer considered an illness that you could skip out on work for. It seems so low that we need to reward a country for saying it's not a mental illness to or, let me or a disease. Yeah let me care about the per- the person that I care about. Yeah. So much of our current society, we're so nearsighted. We don't think that maybe past societies like ancient Romans or Greeks were just accepting of people because the reality is the writing that we do see shows that they were. You live in ancient Rome, you just go, you do the people you want to do. Consensually, it sounds like there's a lot I, of consent, but... I read a joke this week that said... The Romans just took everything the Greeks did and made it better. So the Greeks said like, hey, look, you can have sex. And the Romans were like, yeah, and you can also have it with women. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Find more of us on our socials and we'll see you next week. (laughs) 